welcome to the monthly Skill Bite Show, where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skill Bites author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, our guest is Nikki Chang Paulus. She is an Amazon bestselling author of Putting the Pieces Together, Your Survival Guide to the First Five Years in Business. And she's an award-winning business strategist. Her vision is to help entrepreneurs around the world achieve their greatness and make their impact by uncovering creative ways for them to save time and money and ultimately grow in abundance and make more profit. So she's gonna to talk to us today about powerful strategies and systems to solve overwhelm. Nikki, welcome to the Skill Bites show. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Well, thank you very much for inviting me, Judy. I'm glad to be on here. <laughs> So why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background, how you ended up as a business strategist? Well, Judy, Judy it's something that just happens. <laughs> and I was in the corporate world for 23 years. And you know how you have those moments when you, you're sitting here thinking, you know what, it's time to do something different. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I recognized that I needed to leave. And after, like I said, 23 years in the corporate world, I left. I had no idea what I wanted to do. All I know is I needed a break. And then six months later, a colleague came up to me and said, Nikki, I got laid off. I have the severance package and I want to start a business. I know exactly what I want to do. I have no clue how to start a business. And you've got all this business experience. Will you help me? And I looked at him and I said, sure, why not? I have nothing better to do with my time. Those were my exact words. And then two months later, somebody else came up to me and said, Nikki, I've been in business for a couple of years now, and I'm just not attracting the type of people that I want to work with. And you have all the sales experience. Will you help me? That's when I stood back. And I just sort of looked up and it was like the heavens parted, you know, the angels singing, you know, it's like, this is where they go. Hallelujah in the background, right? That's when I recognized that the 23 years of business experience that I did have was not common knowledge among the business community. And that's when I started working specifically with small business owners, including solopreneurs, in terms of how to help them achieve their greatness so they're spending less time doing work and more time making an impact and that's how I got started it was uh, quite by accident yeah sounds like the universe was definitely sending you a message there yes definitely and sometimes we have to listen to those messages and see what they're saying and this is where you should be and that's what I did very good yeah well I'm glad you listened Thank you. <laughs> so tell me about your book. Um, what was the motivation behind your writing it? 
Okay. Um, you know, obviously I, I came from corporate, so I was starting a business and I'm sitting here going, okay, what do I need to start a business? So I went like most people, I went online and I searched on Google how to start a business. And do you know how much information there is, Judy? <laughs> Probably about uh, what, maybe 50 million uh, sites. Exactly. And then there were so many self-help books and everything like that. And I'm going, oh my gosh, this is, this is crazy. What I found that was missing was a resource guide that brings it all together. So as an example is we have books on how to sell. We have books on how to do marketing. We have books on, on um, you know, social media. However, what was, what, was what was missing was putting the pieces together. There were so many pieces is how do you bring them all together? So what I did was I brought together nine um, experts in their field and put them all and grab their information and put it all into one book. So as an example, I had a lawyer write a chapter on legal liability. I had another chapter where I said, congratulations, you got your first sale. How do you take payment, right? So I had somebody who was an expert at credit card processing talk about the credit card processing uh, process. What do all these numbers mean and what do you look for when you're looking for a merchant to help you with your credit card processing? I had somebody else come in to talk about uh, business insurance because most of us, if we had never been in business before, we have no clue what type of business insurance that we should be getting. So what I did was I brought together these experts and we all, and I put it all under one book. And it was an easy guide. And that's why I called it your survival guide to the first five years in business, right? And so it's all in one location. And um, I had people who were reading the book who had been in business for 30, 40 years. And they were reading my book. And they all looked at me and they said, Nikki, you know how much easier my life would have been if I had this book when I started? Because there's nothing like that out there, or at least in, in the perspective that I had put it in, right? Mm -hmm. And it was interesting for a business book. Somebody said, geez, that was actually quite enjoyable to read. <laughs> so I didn't want it to make it like a boring textbook or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just wanted people to get the information. You know, if you're starting a business, these are all the things that you're going to have to look at for in the first five years. Now, why did you pick five years as opposed to, say, the first year or the first two years? It's interesting because um, statistics say that, you know, when you go online, the statistics will say over 50 percent of businesses fail within the first five years. Now, I have no clue where the five years came from. However, in order to understand the five year concept, I want to start off by explaining about the different phases uh, a business goes through. And it'll make a lot more sense once you understand this. So when we're starting a business, the first thing we do is it's all about sales and marketing because without clients, we really have no business. So during that first phase, uh, as we're starting out, it's all about telling people, hey, we're over here. You know, this is what we do. This is what we can do for you. You know, come connect with me. And that's the sales and marketing phase. Now, during the sales and marketing phase, 
uh, you're going to build momentum. We build momentum as we're going out there and uh, marketing ourselves and uh, getting our name out there. And then you know what's going to happen, Judy? One day we wake up and we realize, oh, crap, I can't keep up. There's too much stuff going on. I can't respond to all my emails. There's all these clients that are coming, call, you know, calling in and I'm starting to get overwhelmed. And this is actually a very good place to be because you've moved into the second phase of business. And in the second phase of business is now we're looking at your operational structure. This is where you're building your team. You're building systems in your business so you can get consistent results. And you might even be building automation so it could be running on its own. And that's the second phase of business is really the foundation of the business. Mm -hmm. And then we move into the third phase of business. And the third phase of business is about profitability. Now, when I say profitability, if you're in the first two stages, are you making money? Absolutely, you're making money. However, most of the money that you're making is being reinvested into the business to build that foundation, you know, to get that software that, uh, you know, will automate your business or to, to hire a team member. That is where we're building the foundation of our business. But in the third profitability stage, what's happening is the money that you're making can be invested into other areas. It could be into your kid's education fund. It could be your retirement fund. Geez, you could even be sitting on a beach somewhere and having your business run on its own, having revenue coming in while you're sitting on the beach. And that's ultimately what people are, when they start a business, that's what the ultimate goal is. Right. We're still that's making- Entrepreneur's dream is to uh, have the money rolling in while you're not having to work very hard. Exactly, but you're still doing what you are passionate about. Right. And you're still making money. You're still making that impact, but you're doing with as little effort as possible. And the business is running on its own. And that's the third phase of business. And then I'll quickly go over the fourth phase of business. And the fourth phase of business is really about growth. And this is where you're taking your business and you might be expanding into new markets or you might be rolling out new products. Now, in this uh, in this growth space stage, what we're doing is the cycle starts all over again. You're going back to the first, first stage of sales and marketing again, and you're going to be going into the operational structure stage again. However, the second time around, it's going to go much faster. And the reason it's going to go much faster is one, you have the connections. Two, you have the credibility. And three, you have the systems already in place, or at least most of it. You might have to make some fine-tune, you know, from some tweaks and changes to it. But a lot of that is already in place. And that's why the growth stage goes much faster the second time around. Now, going back to your original question, Judy, when you asked me about the significance of the five years. Now, the five years is a term that I don't know who picked on the internet. <laughs> or where it comes from. If you look at the model that I just presented to you, what's more important than the five years and surviving the first five years is what's more important than that is what stage are you at with your business? 
I have met business owners who have been in business for 15, 20 years, and they're still in that second phase with their operational structure. They are still a slave to their business. They are not sitting on the beach. I had one client, I asked him, you know, cause he was, he, he needed the systems in place and he needed all of this stuff in place. He had been in business for 15 years. So I asked him, I said, what do you do when you go on vacation? And he looked at me and he said, I tell my staff not to answer the phone. Oh my. I'm like, that's not the way to run a business. So when you go back to the term five years, is there really a significance, a badge of honor of five years? Well, yes, it's an accomplishment that you did make it to five years, but the bigger accomplishment is what phase are you in? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good way to look at it because it's much more important to be in the later phases than to have the duration. I mean, you could be in business for 10 years and still be in phase one. Uh, struggling for getting clients and really making ends meet. Yes. And I work with a lot of clients who have been in business for uh, over 20 years and I'm showing them stuff and they're looking at me going, how come nobody's ever showed this to me? And I said, because you never asked because you didn't know what to ask. <laughs> That's why I'm here is to help people understand how to run a business from end to end. Because there's a difference between specialists who are specialists in their field and they're very good at what they do. However, what I do is I specialize in looking at the business, taking a holistic view of that business. So what we're doing with that business is we're not playing whack-a-mole. You know that uh, carnival game where you hit the mole and then it pops up, it heads pops up and you hit the mole again and it pops up somewhere else? Yeah. This is what we don't want to do with our business is we don't want to fix one problem to have another problem come up. And that's why having somebody who is able to take a holistic view of your business is so important is being, you know, because there are specialists out there. However, those specialists are only looking at one specific component of your business. So how do you take a holistic view of a business? What, what process do you follow to do that? Well, let's put it this way. There are a lot of different components. And part of those components that we're looking at is based on my experience from the corporate world. I was very, very fortunate um, in my corporate career that I had the opportunity to, I, I was selling corporate business servers into oil and gas companies, large oil and gas companies. I worked in the marketing department. I worked in, um, in operations where I had 35 to 50 people reporting to me. So I understand how to build teams. I understand how to build systems so we can run more efficiently. In fact, our business unit was compensated. Our bonus was compensated based on our team achieving certain results. So I was able to understand how to make a business unit profitable. And when you add all of the experiences that I've had in, in all of the different areas and being, and I was so fortunate, you know, I'm grateful to have seen all of these different components of a business on a corporate level. And now we're bringing it into a small business level. And a lot of it has to do with experience and understanding, okay, 
um, seeing that, oh, if we make this decision, this is what's gonna happen. I'll give you an example, is one of my clients was in retail and he built a multi-million dollar business on his own in two years in retail. Wow. Incredible success story. And uh, he met me and he said, Nikki, my manufacturer wants me to do more marketing so we can get more sales. And I looked at him and I said, okay, that's fine. But my question to you is, is if your sales increased by 25%, does your business, do you have the infrastructure in place to be able to handle the additional volume of business? And he literally looked at me with the most petrified look on his face. And he said, no. I said, okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a timeout for three months. And in his specific case was we had identified that in his organization, he needed to hire a specific skill set for his team. So we found a person that had that specific skill set. Plus, they needed some systems in place. What was happening is one person was doing something one way, the other person was doing things another way, and you wonder why they were losing client orders right? I'm sitting here going, this is not a good place to be. After three months, we got, we got these things in place. And what ended up happening was after the three months, I looked at him and I said, now go market to your heart's content, because I know you can bring in the additional volume and you can handle the additional volume. A marketing company is not going to tell you that. Absolutely. I mean, marketing companies want you to keep marketing. Yes. And, and that's the other thing that uh, we do differently here is we're all about strategies, right? Making the right decisions for the right reasons. Now, I work with a lot of clients who, who uh, like one client in particular, she works with a marketing agency. She pays this agency um, a sum of money every month to take care of her website, to do her digital marketing. Um, There's certain components that they do. However, she works with me to create the strategies. And what we're doing is what we're doing is we're trying to identify which strategy works best for her business. And then we're instructing the marketing agency on what to do. And she hired me after she started working with the marketing agency. Now, why is the marketing agency not doing this? Because the mar a lot of the marketing agencies is they will promote the services that they do best, right? So they're interested in promoting that marketing um, strategy where they really excel at. What I'm looking at is working with the business owner to identify, okay, which strategies are gonna work best for you as the company, not necessarily what the marketing company's strengths are. And so there's a difference with that. And I'd love to also share with you another example. In this particular case, the client, we looked at her financials. And what we did was we did some analysis on her numbers. And uh, we had uncovered, because she had multiple services, we had uncovered one specific service that was accounting for 50% of her revenue. Okay, so 50% of her revenue was coming from this one service. 
and 50% of a revenue that was coming from this one service we had uncovered was also the least profitable service. Wow. So what in the analysis we had uncovered, there was this other service where she could make more money for the same amount of effort. And so what we did was we had the receptionist and her sales strategy, we all shifted towards this other product. A marketing company is not going to do that. Because now we're really digging deep into the business and, and really analyzing what we're seeing and being able to make decisions from it. Right. That's one thing that I think a lot of business owners don't do is um, understand what they're offering, um, what the numbers are. You know, it's not a game of how much revenue you can have. It ought to be focused on what your profits are. Do you know why their business owners don't look at that as much as they should? Because they don't understand how to use it or how to do it. That's part of the reason. The other part is they don't want to admit that they don't understand it. And I'm not kidding. Is they, uh, I speak with so many business owners that have confided in me that they don't understand what their accountant is saying. Now, I'm not an accountant. I'm a business strategist. I work with the accounting principles. I will work with your accountant. I will work with your bookkeeper. And so what I do is I'm able to take that information from them and put it in a way that makes sense for the business owners. And it makes it so easy for them. And they're not afraid and ashamed to admit that they don't understand. Right. So I make I make the process really simple. And, you know, I had one person who literally confided in me and they said, Nikki, I, I'm ashamed that I don't understand this. And I looked at them and I said, you know what? I don't speak Italian. Should I be ashamed of that? No, it's because nobody's ever taken the time to explain this to me and to show this to me. And that's one of the biggest um, hurdles that a lot of business owners have is they don't understand is where they can find the resources. Um, I'll explain about the accountant. This is an interesting um, uh, perspective of the accountant. There are a lot of accountants out there who are tax accountants. Would you not agree? Like Judy, I'm sure you have a tax accountant, right? Business right. owner, you have a tax accountant. Um, a tax accountant's goal is to reduce your taxes. However, not all tax accountants are trained or specialized in operational management accounting. And the operational management accounting is where we're looking at stuff like, um, you know, the profit analysis, is we're looking at how to make profit within the business. Whereas the tax accountant's goal is to reduce the taxes they don't really know how to look at the operational side. They don't know how to make more profit within the business because that's not their area of expertise. Now, some accountants out there, they, they do understand the operational management accounting and they will walk their clients through this profit analysis. However, the vast majority of accountants out there working with small business owners are tax accountants. 
And so they're not looking at the numbers in a perspective where they can start to see trends and can uh, understand what the trends are saying and how to take action in their business to be able to be more profitable within their business. Yeah, good point. Um, definitely something that business owners ought to check and make sure that their accountant understands their business and the operations, not just the tax side of things. What typically happens is um, if, they're, if their accountant is a tax accountant, is you can also look for, um, you could look for an accountant that has that level of expertise, or you could look for somebody like myself, which is a strategist, which will bring it together because now we're bringing it into the operational level. Um, I, my accountant is an operational management accountant also. Um, however, she said to me is their training takes it to, their accounting training takes it to um, the financial level. What it doesn't do is it doesn't cross over into the operational level. Now you're starting to look at uh, items like um, marketing campaigns. Am I getting a return on my investment? Am I spending my, my money in the right campaigns? Uh, am I spending my time going to the right networking events? Am I getting a return on my investment? This is an area where the accountant stops because they don't do that other portion, the operational portion or the sales and marketing portion. So there's kind of a fine line as to what, what they, where they can take it. And the numbers are very important in terms of understanding how you're doing with your business. And I know a lot of people, they're intimidated by it. They hated math in school, right? And, and that's fine. But the way I like to describe it, look, if we have health issues, as an example, a person who's diabetic, Judy, would you not agree with me that if you're diabetic, you have to continually monitor your sugar levels, right? Right. You monitor your sugar levels. And if your sugar levels change, you know exactly what to do the next day to get it back on track. Would you not agree with me on that? I would agree. Okay. It's the same thing with our business. We need to be able to track our financials, our expenses, our revenues, our operations. And when we start to see those changes shift, we are able to react. However, if you're going to take your financial information to your accountant once a year, you're not able to react. It's like taking your blood sugar levels once a year. And when you're tracking this, you're able to see the changes. And when you're able to see the changes, you're able to course correct right away. So Nikki, with the variety of clients that you have, do you see certain common mistakes that business owners are making? Absolutely. Um, I would say one of the most common mistakes that business owners make is they don't have a plan or strategy. And um, in terms of the plan or strategy, the way I'd like to describe it is Google Maps. Okay, let's look at Google Maps. I go to the Costco and I've been to the Costco a thousand times. Right? Doesn't mean I don't know how to get to the Costco, but every time I get into my car, I will punch in the address of the Costco into Google Maps to find out which is the fastest route. Because personally, I hate sitting in traffic. 
Okay, I'm very impatient. And if Google Maps is gonna show me how to get there five minutes faster, I'm going to take the fastest route. And it's the same thing with our business, is when we have a plan or a strategy, we will be able to see, hey, if we go this way, it might take a little longer, but if we go that way, we might be able to get results a lot faster. And so these are the things that you have to think about when you're creating your plan or strategy is what is the fastest way to get to the destination that you want to get to. And I'll give you another example is one of my clients, um, one of my clients, he spent $2,000 on SEO to get clicks to the website. And he said, Nikki, I didn't get any clients from that. And I'm sitting here going, that's heartbreaking. And when I went and looked at their website, I noticed, I said, okay, your website tells me what you do, but your website doesn't tell me what you can do for me and why I should pick up the phone and call you. And I said, that person that you spent $2,000 with did exactly what they said they would do. They got you clicks to the website, but because your website didn't convert was not their fault. If they had planned this properly, they would have known that they should have gotten their messaging absolutely crystal clear and tested and knows it converts before driving traffic, before driving paid traffic to it. Because he could have saved himself $2,000. If you look, if you're building a house and you've got the blueprints for your house on how to build the house, the blueprints are going to tell you which resources you need to build the house. It's also going to tell you that you need to put in the plumbing first before you build the walls. Can you imagine building a house and putting the walls up and realizing, oh crap, we forgot to put the plumbing in. How much extra is that gonna cost you? That's exactly, <laughs> exactly. But that's exactly what happened with um, the person with the website. And that website story is very common. I was one of those. I learned the hard way. And I'm sitting here going, my website's not converting. Why am I sending people here, right? It's just like paying for Facebook ads and not knowing whether the ads is even attracting people. And that's why you need to create a plan. And that strategy is absolutely critical. It's not saying that these marketing strategies are bad. It's just saying that it might not be right for you at a specific point in time. You might not be ready for it. Okay, so that's a pretty big area uh, for business owners to pay attention to. Is there another area that you've noticed that there's just an abundance of business owners who are not doing what they should be doing? Well, the second one is really around systems. And uh, let's, let's take an example. You'll probably notice that I love examples, right? <laughs> to get my point across is fast food restaurants. When you purchase a franchise restaurants, what happens is when you purchase it is you purchase the operations manual at the same time. So what happens is at this fast food restaurant, you'll notice that it doesn't matter which location you're going to, the food is all very similar. The service is similar. In fact, the look of the store is similar, of the restaurant is similar, everything looks similar. And what happens is when you buy that franchise restaurant is they give you the manual. This is where you buy your food. 
This is how you greet your clients or your customers. This is how you make the food. And this is how you get consistency. Guess what? As a startup, as a business owner, unless you're buying a franchise, we don't have the luxury of having those systems handed down to us. And as business owners, it's these systems that make the huge difference. I have met a lot of business owners when they first started out and they're solopreneurs. They're going, I don't need systems. What happens is remember earlier, I had talked about the different phases. It's when you get to that point where you wake up in the morning and you realize there's too much going on and that you're drowning. That's when you start realizing the importance of having systems, because right. that's, that's how you're going to train your, your virtual assistant, your team. That's going to be how you're going to um, decide how you're going to automate your systems. And, you know, you're going to start creating consistency with your business. And that's why systems are so important, because it will save you a lot of time and money in the long run. I mean, systems could be as simple as you go to a networking event and what do you do with all the connections you just made from that networking event? Your system could be, you know, I get back from the networking event. First thing I do is I log on to social media and I connect with them all on social media. Then I send them a message and say, hey, I would love to have a coffee meeting with you to get to, get to know you even better because the, the, the money is in the follow-up, right? Right. If you yeah. have a system in place to continue it, to, to make sure it's consistent and you follow it, it's all going to get done and you will get results. Absolutely. And even more important with your prospects, if you don't have a system for following up with your prospects, you don't convert very many of them. Absolutely. Another area we look at systems is I had one client who said to me, uh, I, I asked a client, I said, how do you keep track of your conversations with your, with your prospects or, and your clients? And he's going, oh, it's all in my head. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, okay, guess what? I would love for you to get to the phase where you have so many connections that you can't remember everybody. <laughs> It's not reasonable to keep everything in your head. I said, you need to find yourself a CRM system where you can record your conversations, your follow-ups, what you're going to do with this client. What are their interests? You know, do they have a dog named Spot kind of thing and, and their wife's birthday? You know, it's those little things that people remember. But it's a matter of having a system of how you record that information. I have some clients who don't like technology. Sure, uh, paper in a binder does work. It is a system. <laughs> it's Someone not scalable. <laughs> it's not scalable, but it is a system, right? You know, and then if you have a flood or a fire or whatever, there goes that paper system. <laughs> exactly. I mean, some systems are better than others. But having a system is the most important thing. Okay, very good. Well, we're coming to the end of the hour. Um, I was wondering if you could share how people can get in touch with you if they want to um, if they want to follow up with you. Absolutely, uh, they can um, they can visit our website at ncpconsulting.net. 
or they can email us at info at ncpconsulting.net. And that's NCP, which uh, is actually my, the, my initials, Nikki Chang Palace. <laughs> ah, very good. Okay. Uh, and I think that you had mentioned to me that you have a gift for people who are listening to this podcast. Uh, yes. So if people are overwhelmed and they're not sure about um, where they, you know, what next steps they want for their business is we are offering complimentary breakthrough business strategy sessions only for the people from this podcast. So this is normally a $500 value. These sessions are with a qualified business strategist where we'll look at where you're at with your business and we'll look at uh, some what your challenges are and help you identify potential next steps with your business. And um, that they can sign up for at ncpconsulting.net slash apply. And they need to put um, under the coupon code, if they don't wanna get charged for it, they need to put the coupon code and the coupon code is podcast. Judy, what's the name of your podcast again? The Skill Bite Show. Why don't we just call it Skill Bite? If we call it Skill Bite, that will be enough for us to trigger that it's from this podcast. And we'll make sure that uh, your podcast listeners don't get charged for the session. Wow, great. Thank you. That's very generous. I uh, just want to make sure, is, is it case sensitive? No. Coupon code. Okay, so it can be no. all our case or whatever. Yes. Okay, yes. excellent. Well, do you, is there anything that you haven't covered that you feel ought to be shared? Well, the one thing, the, I guess my parting words is I want to leave you with this. Vision without action is merely a dream. Vision with action can change the world. We believe that you're here to make a difference and that business can be simple when you have the right support system. You are here to make a difference in this world. Let us help you unlock your business potential. Excellent. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been wonderful. You've provided a number of valuable tips and examples to um, emphasize those tips and uh, explain how they work. And uh, it's, it's been terrific. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much for inviting me, Judy.